Hello everyone and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. As always, my name is Joel Harrison and I am grateful for you hanging out with me today. So, let's go ahead and just jump right into it today. Um, well, first I've got to explain what's going on with this episode because this is episode 15, part 2, I guess. Um, or, you know... I don't know what happened to episode 15, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, best guess is that I recorded the episode and was tired and didn't save it at the end of it. So last time I recorded episode 15, it was about your tribe. And basically, I spent about 45 minutes just loving on some people in my life and telling them how awesome I think they were and telling you how awesome I think they were and why each person fits a role for me. Um, but as I search through the files on my computer to upload it today, I can't find it. So what should be episode 22 being recorded today is actually episode 15. So this is one of those things as you're in your first couple of weeks of podcasting, you're going to learn some hard lessons. Well, that's this one. Make sure you hit the save button. <laughs> Because I can't find episode 15. So this is going to be a little interesting because I'm actually going to record and upload an episode in the same day for the first time. And this is fairly timely, I guess, because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Yay! Uh, and I'm actually pretty excited on Thanksgiving for because I feel like for the first time on Thanksgiving, I'm going to spend the day concentrating on things to be grateful for. You know, when we're kids and we're at Thanksgiving or we're in school and it's time for Thanksgiving, somebody usually does an activity where we go around the room and we say what we're grateful for. And I haven't done that in a long time. And this would be the first time in a long time where I know the value of being grateful. And not only just the value of being grateful, but the value of taking time to realize what you're grateful for and taking time to um, spend time with your gratitude um, and effort on your gratitude. So, you know, tomorrow I'm going to make sure that the people I'm around, I tell them that I'm grateful for them. Um, that I tell them that I appreciate their support and their love and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and just realize throughout the day the things that I'm grateful for. So, yeah, that's what, um, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's how I'm going to approach, uh, Thanksgiving. So today, let's talk about today real quick. Today was a pretty average day. Actually, as I was walking, some dogs today. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about this evening. And I was kind of like, man, today was today was just a day like nothing really good, nothing really bad. Um, not even sure. You know, it's I've had a, I've had a kind of an idea in my mind as I go through this month that like one day there's going to be a day where I come up here and go today was just a day like nothing happened. Nothing was good. Nothing was bad. You know, it was just a day. I thought that was going to be today, but you know, 
the universe knows that I am doing this podcast and that I can't have uh, a day where something doesn't go good or something doesn't go bad. So it's always got to give me some some punches to roll with. <laughs> and while this wasn't directly affected towards me, um, because the holidays coming up, uh, I, I had someone close to me that has a family issue that's not going well, that is giving them great distress, and it inevitably came into my life and caused some stress in my life, and I didn't respond as well as I could have to said stress, and so, you know, it wasn't as good of a day as I hoped for. Sun went down, got home, this thing happened. And, you know, now the rest of my evening has kind of been back in that blah mode where you're trying to work out emotions and trying to have conversations with people and and those kind of things. So, yeah, I mean, it's fairly personal issues for this person, so I'm not really going to dig into what's going on with them because this is my podcast, not theirs. Um, But I will just say that you know, it's interesting when we react to a situation or when somebody around us is in an emotional state um, and it, it bleeds off onto us, you know, and this this comes back to some of the energy work I'm doing and some of the Reiki stuff that I'm doing. Um, it just, you know, there we put off energy and we pick up energy and sometimes when someone you care about is stressed or upset or angry, um, you know, sometimes that bleeds off on you. And, you know, I've not always believed that I was as sensitive to these things as I believe I am now. And I do believe that I pick up on, you know, others' vibrations and they affect me and they, they cause moods in myself. And I don't always respond well to that. And I think that that's a little bit what I want to talk about today is response. Um, how you respond to stimulus that happens in your world. So something happens that, that affects you. Uh, something happens that upsets you, let's say. The, the real question is not what that was that upset you or if that thing was valid that upset you. But the real thing is, is how you respond to that action. Um, and this is something that, that I'm, I'm working on. You know, this is something that is part of my process and part of my worst self sometimes is how I respond to negative stimulus. Um, you know, I would like to say that I always take a moment to take a breath and put my hypnotist hat on and, you know, merge those ideas and manage those ideas and calmly respond with something that makes sense. Um, but unfortunately I don't. And, you know, there's also the thing of when the problem is closer to you, you have a harder time doing that. It's much more, it's much easier for me to comment on someone else's situation from outside as opposed to being inside the situation and being emotionally drawn. Like if you send me a message and you say, hey, here's what's going on, um, I can help reframe your idea and help give you some perspective on it. But if it's my own idea, 
that's a 50-50 shot. You know, I'm I'm getting better at that every day on stopping for a second and taking a breath and evaluating the situation and trying to look at it from other angles. But at the same time, um, if I'm close, the closer I am to the situation and the quicker I'm reacting to the situation, the less likely that it's going to be a positive reaction. And with tonight being a New Year's Eve Eve, or as we like to lovingly refer to it in the, the St. Louis area, Skanksgiving. <laughs> um, I always think it's hilarious in our, our local uh, entertainment rag in St. Louis always refers to New Year's Eve Eve as Skanksgiving. And, you know, I've, I've, or I've spent most of my life in the hospitality industry, either restaurants or bars, uh, something like that. And it is an extremely busy night because it's kind of that night where like, okay, everybody's got Thanksgiving tomorrow. So they want to be in town to see their family tomorrow. But you got the night before you have the day off. You don't have to work. It's like one of the few days in the middle of the year where you're going to have um, a midweek, you know, time to go out and, and, and get drunk on a Wednesday or something like that. And a lot of times I come from a small town. Um, I'm still at my home tonight. I didn't go home to my small town. Uh, I'll do that tomorrow. But sometimes uh, you've headed back to your small town and like you're going to go out in your small town and you're going to see all the people that you haven't seen since high school. And, you know, when you get that environment with inebriation put together, sometimes you get some uh, interesting um, choices that people make and, you know, spend a spend an evening, that one evening having some drinks with the one that got away. Uh, so that's why here in St. Louis, we loving refer to New Year's Eve Eve as Skanksgiving because yeah, you know, you can connect the rest of the dots there, but now that pointless story being told, um, you know, I even had, have some trepidations about my holiday gathering tomorrow. Um, last year at, at Thanksgiving, um, the meal was finished, but we were still at the table, you know, just relaxing, kind of kicking back, being way too full. And someone in at that table um, said a word that I think is a word that if you're not a part of this group, that you should never, ever say, never be allowed to say. And I find it to be a disgusting and offensive word. And I find just the mere using of the word to be over the line. And I've heard this person use this word multiple times over multiple years. And they just think that it's totally fine um, when it's extremely bigotrous and at the meal you know I kind of slammed my fist down and I said would you stop using that effing word and got into an argument with this person because I was in their home and their view um which I'll, I'll be honest is is bigotrous is that it's their home and they can say whatever they like and it was a pretty uncomfortable situation and it was, um, you know, it, it was basically navigated with the fact that we both said that we are not wrong in our opinions, but we're going to just drop it and move on and be civil for the fact that it's a family gathering. Now, I, I kind of wrestle with this pretty regularly because this person is 
on one level, this person is important to me. I do care deeply for this person, and um, I I want them to be in my life, and I want them to be a part of this. But at the same time, on the other hand, I find it extremely difficult for people. I mean, I personally identify if if you're not in this group of people and you use this word that um, – I'm sorry I'm being vague here. I'm just trying to protect the, you know, the people whose podcast this is not. Um, and I just don't want to connect that many dots. But, you know, I think if you try, you can connect your own dots. Um, but I, I view that if you speak this way uh, and if you accept this, and then you are acknowledging that your core belief is that we are not all equal. And if you're, if you honestly hold the belief that all human life is not inherently equal for just the fact that it's human life, I don't care what country you are, what color you are, what sexual orientation you are, none of it. I don't care what age you are. I I don't care if, if you have a human life, you are guaranteed a certain amount of respect and no one should naturally take that away from you unless you personally have done actions to deserve that respect to be taken away. And even that being said, um, I think that even when you do some of those actions to take away some of those respects, I think that on other respects that you that there are certain inalienable rights that, that we all have. Um, and I think bigotry is a really disgusting form of saying that like this person is a lower class of citizen as myself. And it's just, it's not an idea that I handle well. Um, I've never been marginalized. I am a middle-aged white male. Um, I am well aware of my white privilege um, I'll say that some of the things in my life, I've, I, you know, I've never been in trouble in my life, uh, in serious trouble. And it's not because I haven't done some of the same things that some people sit in prison for. I'm not saying I'm a bad guy. I'm just saying we all, we all make mistakes. And I am well aware that because of my skin color and the way I articulate words and, you know, those kind of things that it has allowed me a certain manner of freedom. I'm aware of that. Um, and I think that we all should be aware of that and not deny that fact. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, I didn't do anything to deserve it. I don't uh, think that it's right, but I'm aware that it exists. And I, I don't know. I, I think that it's kind of a crux of, of being you know, if you're a progressive liberal white person, like you don't have to hate yourself because you're white. That's not, that's not it at all. But you do need to recognize that the world works differently for different people. And so to come back to this, to this event and to response and reaction, um, I will say that first off, I believe that the initial use of such a word in, in, in any form, especially, uh, in, in public with, other people um, at a holiday, nonetheless, when we're trying to be grateful and thankful and when, um, especially if you're the one that led the blessing of the meal, um, I think there's a crux there. And so 
I'm really not sure how I feel about that. That being said, was my reaction to the situation that upset me in that moment proper? Absolutely not. No way. And, you know, somebody, um, I saw a discussion on Facebook or I was part of the discussion on Facebook about this very topic about, is it our job to not be offended as much as it is our job to not offend? And I can flip this coin to the other side of it that something happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, So I was at a birthday party and two gentlemen were discussing, um, I don't know, I'll be less vague about this one to make the story a little easier to understand, I guess. Two gentlemen were discussing um, whether they felt like they would vote for our current president again or not. Um, And one guy said no and one guy said yes. And... A couple of months ago, Joel, um, maybe six months ago, Joel, maybe 10 months ago, Joel, depending on where I'm at in my process, um, would have jumped in and would have loved to just start being combative and would have just started asking questions about the actions of our current president and making the person tell me whether they support those actions or not and asking them to prove why they support the guy and, and, you know, all this. And um, just, you know, morally from... Um, my my point would have been morally from an intellectual point rather than an argumentative point, but we all know that that's not true. And so, when this happened um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I felt pretty proud of myself, and I had a little moment of celebration because I heard this conversation out of the corner of my eye. I was not invited into this conversation. I was not part of this conversation, and so I was even talking to somebody. Um, near that conversation and I I just I probably said hey I'm gonna go over here so that I can't hear that because it's upsetting to me uh and for me and the way that I have been working to manage my emotions and to communicate better when I am in an emotional state that was a huge win for me I was just like there's because let's be honest if you support our president or you don't right now no one is going to convince you otherwise in a 10 minute conversation you've made up your you've made up your mind you either care about the actions that he's doing or you don't and and that's pretty much the way it's going to go you're not going to convince somebody you might have somebody that says i don't know how i feel about this subject uh you may be able to to have that conversation but like let's be honest if you don't like the guy and you're talking to somebody that does like the guy like you might as well be talking to his big wall because, you know, we have enough of a book of evidence that says that this is the way this person acts and this is how he feels. And you can see very honestly the way he thinks about certain people and the way he thinks about the world. And if you haven't made up your mind on that yet, you're not, or if you haven't changed your mind on that yet, you're not going to. So the question then becomes, how do I react in that situation? What reaction, and, and this is a, a better way to, to frame this, what reaction best serves me? So, you know, it's pretty late on um, on Thanksgiving. So I really don't imagine that many of you are going to get a chance to listen to this before you go to your holidays. Um 
However, I hope that you do because I think that this could be very valuable for many of us sitting in that situation because Thanksgiving, you know, holidays are a time where we are a lot of times forced to be in the same room with some people who we do not, um, we would not choose to be, you know, we have this idea and I don't know that I've ever felt this way. I, I have, I'm lucky enough and super grateful that even with all the things that have happened in my life, like I have a good family. We all love each other. Yeah, sometimes we argue and sometimes we disagree on things, but we all love each other. We're all good to each other. If any of us needed anything at any time, we would be right there for each other. Um, And I understand and I have reference that not every family is that way. Um, And I think that over the years, my view on this whole like family is family and we're blood and you have to deal with that and you have to be with those people and you know those are the people that matter and those are the people that are there for you and and all this kind of stuff and even if you don't like them or you disagree with them you still need to be there and you still need to go to your holiday gathering and all that stuff like I don't think that's true at all I don't think that's true one bit Um, I love my family. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. I'm not necessarily saying this from my point of view, but I'm also saying that I have people that I call before my family when I have a problem. I have people that I would trust with some things that I wouldn't trust some people in my family with. And, and again, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love each person in my family and I have a very wonderful family and we're all great to each other. Um, for the most part. But I just think that when everybody puts this thing down, like family is family and you have to do family, like, I don't know, like, what about the family that you choose? I think that's so much more powerful. I think like there's this arbitrary reason that you and I share similar genes. So it's why we have to hang out together and why we have to be together and why we have to make this work. Well, what about my friend over here who has checked in with me? 10 times over the last month and knows what I'm going through over the people who haven't, you know, what about the people who I check in with over the people that I choose not to check in with, you know, where's the value in that? And why, why do we, just because we share genetic code, why do we have to interact? Um, I, I just don't honestly get that. And I see that idea of forcing interaction, hurting more people than it helps. You know, I of course think that sometimes you have a falling out and then you go back and you say, Hey, we're family. Like we need to fix this. Okay, good. Give it, give it a go. Try to fix it. Um, but sometimes I think that trying to fix that is also like beating your head against a brick wall and you need to realize when that genetic code is, is not a strong enough bind and, and you need to, to try and move on. Um, that being said, I would never tell anyone to do that because that's not my place. Um, and, and, but I would maybe allow you the ability to evaluate the situation and find if it best serves you. Um, so if you do choose to go and and interact with your family as, as I hope that your, um, family circle is supportive and and good enough for that. And you're going to get into this situation where you're in a room with somebody that like we, you don't necessarily align with, you know, like this person, um, I, we don't necessarily align. We have, um, we have similar, we, we don't have similar views on very much anything. 
Um, we can tell some jokes with each other and goof around and laugh. Uh, we can share a glass of whiskey and enjoy whiskey. Uh, this guy's one of my whiskey nerd friends, and, and to be perfectly honest, he's a little better off than me, so he has a better whiskey selection than I do. So on the holidays, it's always nice to have a glass of whiskey and, and you know enjoy that. But uh, to be perfectly honest, we're going to have to connect on, on the other end of it because I believe for health issues, he's not drinking whiskey right now, and because for my purpose of the experiment i'm not drinking whiskey now so i'm sure i will get offered some and um, be very proud of myself and celebrate when i say no thank you although if he pulls out a bottle of something special um i may i'm gonna have to figure out my intent on this because sometimes he's got a bottle of something special that i'm that i don't often get to try and so i may let it touch my lips and get some flavor, you know, um, whiskey, whiskey, good whiskey. Okay. I'm going to talk to you real briefly here about, about whiskey. And I'm sorry I'm derailing so much with stories, but you know, it's a nice for Thanksgiving. It's, it's a holiday. So deal with it. So if you are, you know, a lot of people are quote unquote whiskey drinkers. And to them, that means they drink Jack and Coke. Okay. And then there are whiskey drinkers who will explore you know, many different bottles of whiskey, and there's as much nuance in different kinds of whiskey as there is in wine. And that's the kind of whiskey drinkers that he and I am. You know, you take a bottle of whiskey and you drink it straight. Uh, I might put an ice cube in it from here and there uh, just because, you know, to open it up, I'm well aware that some of you believe that you shouldn't ever add water to whiskey. Uh, but I'm also telling you that sometimes you need to chill the alcohol content down to open up some of the flavor notes. So there's a discussion to be had there. And if you want to have a discussion about whiskey, man, I love whiskey. I'll talk whiskey all day long. So that being said, if I get a chance to taste something fairly special that I won't have a chance to taste again, I may let it touch my lips just to get some flavor. Um, But that being said, we're going to have to connect on, on something different. And I like this person and this person is good for another person in my life. They're, you know, they're the spouse and, um, but inevitably, we both kind of have this issue where we don't get along. You know, we're family, but besides that, we don't necessarily get along. And the question now becomes is how much does or, or when that comment comes out because it's going to come out because it always does every gathering which is why i had an outburst last thanksgiving because it was time and time and time again and i was just tired of it and you know to be perfectly honest i had politely asked a few times over the you know over the course of the years and so first of all i feel personally disrespected because i've said that that bothers me and you obviously don't care um but that outburst that we had last year what what did that serve did that make anything better no And so now you come to the crux between a couple of different options. You can just not go. You can always not go and you can create a new Thanksgiving tradition. I promise you that there are enough people in your life that have either been burned by uh, a family interaction. Maybe somebody in their family has passed away and they don't have somewhere to go. Maybe they live in a different city from their family and they're alone on the holiday. Friendsgiving is a beautiful idea. And if you don't have, you know, if you don't want to go see your family, 
I put money on it that you have some kind of friend somewhere that will get together with you and share a meal. Um, it's just it's just the way it is. The, the, the world's a tough place, and there's enough people in that tough position that you know people can find that. If you, you just have to look. You just have to ask. And those people are going to be grateful for finding that. So that's an option. You can always create a new tradition. And if you do that, you know, we've talked a lot during this uh, podcast about communicating. So if you're going to do that, pick up the phone and say, hey, look, I, we don't get along. So there's no reason to be forced into this just because we share genetic code. So we're just going to skip all the drama and we're going to do our own thing this year. And I wish you well. And, you know. We'll see you a different time. Um, or we won't. You know, that's that's totally fine. Or the option that I feel like that's a little extreme. Um, like I said, I have a pretty strong family. We generally treat each other pretty well except for these small differences. And so that's the, that's the thing that I've had to weigh is on one note, these people are my family and I do care for them. But on another note, if they weren't, if, if they weren't my family, if we didn't share genetic code or we didn't share, you know, a uh, marriage to somebody that, that has genetic code, like I, w- I wouldn't hang out with you. You know, you fundamentally, you know, one of the most fundamental values that I have that all people are equal, no matter who they are or, or where they're from or what they do, you don't share. And I, I'm highly offended by that. So that being said, it's time to set the intention and make the decision on how I am going to handle this interaction when it comes. And that's one thing that I would definitely say to do is you know it's coming. And like I've even said before, uh, not about the guy that I've been talking to, but um, you know, it's it's not just the one person in the crowd. Uh, there's other people there, and I thought I've said I've even said before, like if this dude gets smart and says something stupid, I'm gonna smack him in the mouth. Like he's done it enough times. Last time he did it like directly, you know, to my face, just to be, just to try to assert himself. And after I said it offended me, he said, "Well, I'll say that word just because just just for that reason," and like. I said, if I hear something like that today, I'm going to smack that guy in the mouth. And it's like, no, you're not. Are you really going to punch somebody in the middle of a holiday and a family gathering? No, you're not. But when you take that headspace, you are already deciding that things are going to go south. And when they do, you're going to react in a negative manner. That's not going to be productive. And to be perfectly honest, it's not going to serve you. Because... You know, when I had that outburst and I dropped an F-bomb at the Thanksgiving table and, you know, he and I had that little spat, did I feel good about that? Did I feel like I stood up for marginalized people everywhere and made a difference? No. I just felt like I made dinner awkward and, you know, that was that was my fault. And now, do I really think that that was my fault? Am I am I not okay with the way I acted? No, I'm perfectly fine with the way I acted um, because I do believe that um, you know his actions were inappropriate as well. But that being said, that one word that came across the table, if I just took a breath, stepped away, and just didn't engage, would the entire thing would have been less impactful and 
you know, would everybody, everybody that was there have felt less anxious and less weird about the situation? Yes. Um, so you have to set your intent. Now, if you are a social justice warrior, as I have thought I was in the past, and I thought that served me, you know, then maybe you feel the need to say that. But also, if you are a social justice warrior and you feel the need to say that, then maybe that's a situation to avoid. And maybe you should go find someone else to spend your holiday with. And I think that you can explain that. And you can say, like, look, you've offended me too many times. And if you want me to come to your holiday gatherings, then I need to be sure that you're not going to act this way. And I can't be sure that I'm not going to act that way or in response to your actions. So I think that we should just spend this one apart. Uh, And then you can go and then once they see how big of a deal it is, then maybe you can begin to heal that relationship from there if they truly want to. Um, Because a lot of people are set in their ways. Um, and they just don't realize how much their, how offensive their actions are until you, you do something like that. And I think, you know, to be perfectly honest, if, if a word like that came across again, I think that I would just excuse myself from the table and walk away and go spend some time alone. And I think that that would get the the point across, um, without a discussion, you know, without a discussion or an outburst. And so, Coming back to, to setting your intention, you, you have to, to decide because you know, let's be honest, right now as I'm thinking this, you know the word that I'm thinking about, you know the political position that I'm thinking about, you you know how I feel and why I feel that way without trying to you know throw anybody under the bus since I am doing this in a public manner. Um, and you know who at your dinner table is going to say that word. And you know... Who at your dinner table is going to bring up the, you know, borderline topic. So right now, as you are getting ready, you know, maybe you're preparing your meal. Maybe you are, you know, I know at my house, like my wife and I will take some time in the morning um, to prepare our uh, offerings for the meal. She's making some uh, gluten-free lemon pudding bar things that sound awesome. Uh, again, I think they may end up having too many carbs for me to imbibe in. Uh, so I might not end up eating one, even though they sound pretty tasty. Um, I'm going to make some, uh, some Brussels sprouts. I make some pretty dank Brussels sprouts. If I do say so myself and my family often requests that I bring them. So, uh, which is super easy. Um, I mean, here, I'll, I'll throw it down for you. You fry up a ton of bacon, you slice up some onions, you cook the onions, you slice up some Brussels sprouts, you toss them in, you throw a little bit of garlic in there, bunch of salt and pepper, you finish it off with, uh, you saute all this together as the um, Brussels sprouts start to brown a little bit. You want to take like some chicken stock. If you want to use some vegetable stock, that's fine too. You just dump that in there. You're mainly um, preventing the Brussels sprouts from burning because um, you're sauteing them and they need to cook a little bit longer. Just put the lid on. You get like a little bit of like a half, like to get some color on them. And then you also get a little steam action going to finish them cooking. Um, super, super good. Super good. Like awesome. Um, but when I'm saying a lot of bacon, I mean, I'm saying a lot of bacon. Like I'll throw down, um, I used a whole pound of bacon in my Brussels sprouts when I was making um like, I don't know, I made like four pounds of Brussels sprouts, one pound of bacon kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, make those up. They're, they're super tasty. Everybody will love them. Um, 
But that being said, so I'm going to kind of throw this on Facebook and I feel it's timely and I hope that, you know, somebody's listening to this. So maybe you're, you're sitting here and you're, uh, you're listening to this, trying to get your mind right for, you know, sometimes we're going to Thanksgiving and we feel like it's going to be a battle and, and, and we're not really sure what we're going to do. So set your intention right now. Think about that. Think about who that person is or persons. Think about what they're going to say and when they're going to say it and take a second to determine how you're going to react. So that way, when that moment comes that you're speaking with that person, um, you already know how to react. You know, you say when, you know, when, you know, when this guy says this thing, um, I'm just going to take a breath and I'm just going to turn and walk away. I'm not even going to say any words at all. I'm just going to leave. And you don't have to leave the whole house. You don't have to make a scene and, and leave the whole dinner. Now, if you want to, you are welcome to. However you choose to respond, you you are welcome to do so. It's your life. You are not to be held uh, negatively for however you choose to respond. So know that. Whatever your choice to respond is, you're totally welcome to do so. However... If you decide ahead of time how you want to respond to this situation, then you will be so much happier with yourself. You'll actually be able to celebrate your reaction to this situation because you already know here, currently, in this moment, with a calm mind, how you want to react. So I want you to do that before you head into your holiday gathering. Decide how you want to react. You know, if if I, I don't condone it, but if you think that it's time to have that big fight with this person and assert yourself and you think that this is the time and place to do it, that is your right to do so. And you are 100% welcome to do that. Um, but just make sure that you're okay with that and what the consequences of that are going to be. For me personally, I've spent enough time being that guy where I've thrown that fit um, and I'm done with being that guy. Um, it doesn't serve me anymore. So I want to present myself as a more calm, <clears throat> excuse me, as a more calm, loving, accepting being. And unfortunately, I feel like that means letting go of that part of me who feels like he has to be that social justice warrior and fight these people at this time. Uh, there are enough people that are going to be at this event that I can engage in a positive loving manner. Um, my brother's fiance is going to be with us who has been to some family gatherings and holidays before she's been around for a few years now. Um, but she has some, let's call them pseudo adult children. <laughs> I think they're like 19 or 20 or something like that. So, and I believe they'll be joining us. Uh, which the more I get to know these kids, the more, um, I'm pretty happy that they're in my family. So, um, I'll take some time engaging them, speaking with them, hanging out with them. Um, and I align better with those people. And if that means that I spend less time speaking with the people who I don't align with, well, that's fine because that's what I choose to do. Um, and so that's me setting my intention for how to act through, um, through this and how to react. 
And so as you're setting up for this event, or I realize that not all of you are going to listen to this Thanksgiving morning before you head out. Um, and if you are, I hope that you're like, damn, I wish I would have listened to this before I headed out today once you finally hear it. Um, but I really think that deciding how you want to react so that when an action comes, you can take a breath, determine how you want to react, and move forward in a way that you're proud of, in a way that serves you best. Um, you are always welcome and don't ever let anybody make you feel like you are not welcome to your opinion or your emotions. But in that emotional moment, if you decide ahead of time how you're going to react, you can handle it much, much better. So, um, that's all, you know, that's, that's kind of all I have for tonight. Um, so this, uh, again is a replacement of the phantom episode 15 that I guess I forgot to push save on, but I feel like it allowed me to get this really timely uh, topic out. And I hope that you get a chance to set some intention on how you want to handle this day. Um, because it can be very stressful. It can be, it can uh, deliver a lot of anxiety. And I just believe that taking a moment to set intention for how your day is going to go is really powerful. And at the end of the day, when you're taking your, uh, when you've had your cold turkey sandwich in the evening and you're heading to bed, that you're going to feel much better about this holiday than you have holidays in the past where you are lying down with maybe some regret about how you handle a, sp a specific situation and regret doesn't serve any of us so let's avoid the situation figure out how best to serve yourself and the people in your family and um, move forward and enjoy the time with your family uh, time is your greatest resource uh, some of us are some of us see elderly family, and um, I think I told you yesterday that my grandfather will not get to enjoy Thanksgiving with us because he is in the hospital a few hours away from where our Thanksgiving is planned. So think about that as you are sitting at the table with your family and think about, is this argument really worth uh, ruining one of the few holidays I have left with these uh, these folks? And, you know... Move forward in the way that serves you best. Uh, that being said, um, I still need to figure out how I'm going to set intention for um, for my Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, I did avoid all the good stuff, the mashed potatoes and those things last last week when I went to my wife's Thanksgiving with her family, and I think. Maybe I will allow myself some carbs tomorrow, but maybe, uh, so maybe I'll allow myself to eat the carbs, but maybe I'll only allow myself like one plate of Thanksgiving or something like that because I am a two, maybe three trip, uh, kind of guy or up until now I've been a two or three trip guy at the Thanksgiving, uh, buffet, if you'll call it that. And I think that allowing myself to eat some of the things that aren't on the list, but controlling the amount I eat them in still counts as impulse control. So I will let you know how I do that. And you know what? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I'm going to set my intention and I'm going to accept that tomorrow 
you know, cause I usually tell you guys behind the, the fact, you know, I, like I said, the other day I was, I was busy and I didn't have time to get a healthy lunch the other day. And some, uh, my brother, off, my brother offered to take me to lunch. And so the place we ended up for lunch was a pretty carb heavy place. And I ate some carbs the other day and I was telling you, um, in the rears, I'd already done it. So I'm going to tell you now that, um, I'm not going to be perfect tomorrow. I'm going to eat some carbs, but I'm going to control the amount of carbs that I eat. So, um, I'm technically breaking the rules, but again, it's not necessarily about the rule. It's about controlling the impulse. So where my impulse would be to eat another plate, I will not, but, um, I'll be honest, I'll probably load that first plate up pretty good and it'll probably have some carbs on it. So, <laughs> um, I've told you before about my brother's mashed potatoes and, oh, I mean, I guess I haven't told you before about my brother's mashed potatoes because this episode's out of order. But anyways, my brother makes some dank mashed potatoes and my mom makes some of the best noodles around that go on top of the mashed potatoes. So those things are happening. So... <laughs> So I'm going to get excited about those now and I'm going to accept that I'm going to do that and I'm going to be totally fine with it. Um, so yeah, I hope that you guys get a chance to listen to this episode before you go into your day so that you handle it a little bit better and happy Thanksgiving. Find everything you can to be grateful for tomorrow and really dig into your gratitude. And uh, remember, make every day better than the day before. And if you fail, that's okay. Because that means that tomorrow will be easy. Really dig in tomorrow and live with gratitude. Celebrate those victories. You're going to see some family. Celebrate with them. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.